1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big night of Premiership action and on the eve of League Cup semi-final weekend Ange Postacoglu is warning against believing speculation amid talk of Cho Gui Sung arriving and Jack Amakis leaving Michael Beale's dropped another strong hint that Todd Cantwell could be on his way to Rangers and Jim Goodwin wishes his captain hadn't bothered saying Alfredo Morelos isn't as good as Antonio Cholak Two men equally as good as each other for you tonight Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans I'm going to have to fly solo on this one I don't know what Jim Goodwin's talking about I don't know what all the fuss is about Man expresses opinion Two semi-finals this weekend Jim Goodwin should be concentrating on that And what will seem like a cup final At Fir Park Motherwell versus Ross County The wrong result And Motherwell could go bottom what a weekend we've got Jim Duffy starts tonight in the league Then big games in the league tomorrow And I think our first piece of silverware Always really important when it gets to this stage You can start to see it coming into <laughs> Yeah, well listen, uh, you know It's not often I, I disagree with my Leonard gentleman to the right of me <laughs> But uh, again, I think that when you're playing a semi-final You don't want to big up any of the players of the opposition Particularly the rivalry between Aberdeen and Rangers um, But yeah, like two, two um, fantastic cup ties to look forward to And a big match tonight as well For Hearts uh, Challenge to try and f- finish third And St Mirren posting £1.6 million uh, losses So again, you know, to see how they are uh, In this uh, new challenge, uh, financial challenge that they've got ahead of them Come on then, 01419511025 I'm cutting you absolutely no slack this evening You must have something on your mind Because we've big Premiership game tonight Big games tomorrow And then it's League Cup semi-final weekend as well this is when it gets serious we're talking first piece of silverware of the season it could be a first piece of silverware for Michael Beale it could be an absolutely historic occasion for Kilmarnock or Aberdeen it could be Celtic continuing some of their domestic dominance and of course it often forms the first part of a treble up here as well so hugely important weekend coming up get your thoughts in the transfer window is very much open in fact we're about halfway towards it closing maybe a bit quieter uh, than some teams would have expected but whatever it is you've got for us tonight this is the place and the time to share it 01419511025 a likely cup semi-final weekend Hugh oh. it tends to be dramatic well it goes one of two ways for Celtic uh, with their 5.30 kickoff tomorrow they either illustrate the gulf in quality between themselves and Kilmarnock and win 4 or 5 nil, or they fail to heed Ange Postacoglu's words about getting last weekend's win over Kilmarnock out of their minds and focusing properly on this one. So it's down to Celtic. On Sunday, I just think that Rangers, again, they're a much better team than Aberdeen and they've shown that the last two games, they've scored seven goals against Aberdeen in the last two games between the, the, the sides and I don't expect anything shocking to happen at Hamden. And of course, Jim, like we said, it's... You know, Transfer window open as well mm-hmm. That's what makes this time of year so fascinating Because you can be concentrating on big games of football But also wondering mm-hmm. who's arriving Who's leaving What's going to happen what, what pieces are going to be put in place Yeah, I mean the strength um, you know, of football clubs Is not really based on 11 players anymore um, You know, That's not been the case for, for, for many years now um, The significance of recruitment is vital For managers and clubs And the strength and depth is also crucial and I think that's the reason why Celtic have got their nine point advantage because I think over the piece they've got 
much better strength and depth than every other club in the country. And, you know, they, they always seem to do their business early. Rangers are trying to get there uh, under Michael Beal. This is the first uh, opportunity he's had as a manager and uh, to bring his own players in. So I think the, the first one or two players will be really key because I think if he gets them right, then that will give the fans belief and give them confidence that this is the right guy to, to try and put some sort of challenge towards Celtic. Is it something that encourages, I don't know if encourages is the right word, Jim, but do you enjoy the fact that the League Cup is so vitally important to us? You know, there are other leagues... Mm. That maybe can sort of you know field second string teams or really push it down the list of priorities. But for some of those reasons we mentioned, it can be part of a treble. It can be your first piece of silver, especially this city where you just need to win every game. Mm-hmm. And it's also provided such a good platform for the so-called smaller teams in recent years yeah. to get a rare piece of silverware. I feel like it's a really important part of our calendar. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a it's, it's a, a, an important part. A, any cup competition up here, I get a little bit miffed, um, Gordon. But you know, when, particularly from down south and even round Europe, uh, you know, because invariably there's always just two or three teams that challenge for the title. You know, there's not a host. But in in, in Scotland, everyone always goes on about Celtic and Rangers and so. And it is as if the rest of the clubs are total insignificant. But in the cup competitions, it definitely gives um, people an opportunity. You see down south, Newcastle haven't won a trophy in what fifty years or more, or sixty and years, more, something yeah. like that. And you know the the you know the, the kind of you know the, the build up of excitement because they're now got an opportunity to to try and get close to winning that. So yeah, I think people rubbish tournaments when you're not doing well, but when you get to the latter stages, particularly for Kilmarnock and Aberdeen, it would be absolutely huge if one of them could get to the final this year. Come on down then, 01419511025. You've got so many options tonight. You can do the traditional Friday night thing and look ahead to some fixtures. That would mean Celtic fans getting in touch, Kilmarnock fans. How important's tomorrow? How do you see it going? How do you feel about the League Cup? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? All the usual pre-match questions. If you've got transfers on your mind, we'll hear another interesting Ange Postacoglu soundbite uh, when asked about Cho Gui-sung uh, and potential exits for the likes of Jakimakis and Juranovic so if you've any thoughts on that get them in Michael Beale's very open and honest isn't he I was going to say he's dropped a hint about signing Todd Cantwell it's probably stronger than that so Rangers fans uh, what do you think still nothing um, but it looks like it could be getting closer and again we look further ahead Rangers v Aberdeen Anthony Stewart was cause of much debate last night uh, he said he felt Alfredo Morelos wasn't as good as Antonio Cholak so he would rather play the Colombian at hand in this weekend and as Jim Duffy explains Jim Goodwin wasn't best pleased at that so we'll hear those comments a bit later uh, as well 01419511025 maybe that's a task for us tonight because Hugh Evans doesn't see what all the fuss is no. but everyone else and everyone else all the Aberdeen fans last night Jim Goodwin Jim Duffy mm-hmm. all suggesting uh, that it shouldn't have been said. So I wonder if there's anyone else who wants to back up Hugh Keevens. I know, I know that's a tough thing for you to do on a Friday night, but it would be nice to hear from you. Let's kick off with Jim, uh, who's a Rangers fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Jim? Got several of them. Oof, take it away. Right. Why were Kent and Morelos not sold last summer when they still had value? Secondly, why are we signing guys with six months left in our contract? We would be better with loans and getting these guys in for free in the summer. Then we can sell them on in a couple of years' time for more money. So you mean the likes of Todd Cantwell, for instance, out of contract in the summer? You'd you'd rather just wait. You don't want to see him brought in at this this time. They wouldn't. They wouldn't buy. They wouldn't pay money for uh, the boy that's not played for us very much. 
for Harps last summer. John Suter. Harps wanted half a million from him and they wouldn't bring Suter in. Well, well, Rangers, Rangers still tried though, didn't they? If, you know, Rangers made a bid that wasn't as much mm-hmm. as what Hearts wanted and therefore he well, stayed. Well, let's take it bit by bit for <laughs> Jim's benefit. Uh, Kent Morelos. Rangers really missed a trick with Morelos. They had big money uh, and they didn't take it. I respect their reasons. They thought it, the money would get even bigger. And that was all, yeah, that was before last summer, wasn't it? Jim yeah. mentioned the summer but, there, which was. But they've missed a trick. They've, they've cost themselves a fortune with Morelos because no one would buy him now. Um, but with Kent, I think Kent is very much worth keeping. And I think Michael Beale is of that opinion as well. So I, I think Kent still has a, a lot of good things to do with regard to loan players coming in. Michael Beale can't publicly think or say Celtic have got the title. He was, very, he was clever with his words. He said Celtic can only throw it away. Now, I think he is obliged to bring in who he can and obliged to keep going, keep biting at Celtic and see if Celtic drop any points. Now, it's not for me to say that Celtic will go through the remainder of the season and not oblige him, but... He has got to bring in players in the hope that Celtic slip up. I mean, Jim, if you are to get someone who's out of contract in the summer, you know, it wouldn't be much money. You're not talking a massive fee. You still not not see the sense in just getting, if it is Todd Cantwell, getting the man, getting him in and, and taking it from there. It's like one and a half million for him. So Rangers are going to pay one and a half million to two million for us. A player has got six months left in his contract. I mean, I must admit, Jim, I don't know exactly what the fee is. I'd be surprised if you do pay two million mm-hmm. for someone that, that, as Jim says, you can get for nothing in the summer. But yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, when, when you're when you're doing that recruitment at this time of the year, there, there are risks. I mean, Rangers have got you know injuries, obviously, to Tom Lawrence and to Yanis Hadji in particular, in the in the creative side of it, if you want to call it that, in midfield, uh, and Michael Beale f- is stated there that on it, he feels that that's an area he needs to strengthen. Um, so the likes of Todd Cantwell I mean I must admit two or three years ago I thought he was an absolutely exceptional player you know for a variety of reasons I think you know change of style change of management whatever happens to be he hasn't, he hasn't um, blossomed into the, the player I thought he might but he's certainly an undoubted talent but I agree with Jim in some aspects I think as long as it's a reasonable fee um, yep. you know then, then fine but if you are getting towards a 2 million mark yeah I, I would think that that would be a very very high risk um, to pay that because it's unlikely that you'll t- highly unlikely you would turn around a deficit of nine points as it stands at this moment in time. Now let's bring it up to today, Jim, if you want to hang on the line because there has been a bit of an update. Michael Beale does hope Rangers will be able to confirm some transfers next week and that his part in the negotiations is complete. Um, he also did hint that a deal for Todd Campbell could be getting closer. It's progressed well. I'm pleased with where it's at. As soon as there's news, obviously, we'll, we'll let everyone know. We're eager to let everyone know. But these things take a little bit of time. My bit's done, if that makes sense. Now it's over to the uh, the other people to to finalise the things. But as far as I can see, I'm really pleased with the way two or three things are going. They're heading in the right direction. So uh, I didn't think anyone would be in before this game. And I didn't really want to disrupt the group either because the group's quite settled at the moment. So... Uh, hopefully in the next week or so, we'll see one or two things being confirmed. Uh, the Norwich managers today confirmed Todd Cantwell isn't part of their plans moving forward. Uh, where are you with him? Obviously it's a name that's on the radar at the moment and a player with a lot of ability. 
yeah, he's a player with a lot of ability and there'll be a lot of interest in him. Like He's a player that I like a lot, I said last week, but out of respect, I can't really say much more than that. I think you're not far off the track for what yous are all insinuating. Brilliant, Hugh. That level yeah. of keeping your cards miles away from your chest will do us just fine on shows like this. Out of respect, do me a favour. <laughs> he's, he's done nothing but speak about him for days on end. And I think that Rangers have to get Todd Cantwell across the line now. Otherwise, Michael Beale will look foolish because he's gone on at such length about him. I do understand that Jim on the line's point and Jim Duffy's point that mm, looks a fair bit of money for someone who's out of contract in the summer. However, I think Rangers need to get that one over the line or Michael Beale looks a bit foolish. Well, it tells you Michael Beale is pretty confident of mm-hmm. it, Jim, and, and it, it developed a bit more today. Confirmation, I think people knew this, but the Norwich manager spoke and confirming mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's not part of the plan, so is it yeah. a matter of time? Yeah, I think it is, but also Michael Beale did uh, <laughs> more than a suggestion that he had done his bit, and therefore it's up to the the other people. He said so. If it doesn't get done, he's basically saying, "Well, that's not my my job. That's your job. So get this done." Pressure and he's on put, Ross yeah, he's Wilson. Put, yeah, exactly. He's putting a bit of pressure on Ross Wilson and 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 and, and the money side of it to, to to get it over the line. But you know, if if it's a, a three four year deal, which you would expect it to be minimum, mm. uh, if he's saying, and then it doesn't look so, so expensive, you know, over that over that period of time but it does as I said you, you know in the short term but if it's a if it's a four year deal then you, you have to say anywhere anything less than two million would, would probably be a good piece of business the way this city works people Rangers fans are going to look at Celtic and say well they, they go for Alistair Johnson fresh from Oral Cup and he's here they go for Kobayashi and he's here they go for Iwata and he's here why is it taking so long for Rangers to do anything so uh, I think the, the, the optics as ever uh, Are important And Todd Cantwell I think Has to go to Rangers Are you against the idea of signing the player Jim what, what do you think of the player Or is it just about the way that this is structured And signing a player that's out of contract In the near future Any of the players that have been mentioned I'm in total agreement of getting But it's the amount of money If you're going to have to bring them in Now If you're going to have to pay up Two to two and a half million for a player No When you can get them in the summer for nothing yeah, but So can other clubs yeah, Jim and, other and, you, clubs. and you don't get them in the summer yeah, for nothing yeah, If exactly. someone else signs them now in yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and somebody offers twice the amount of money wages That Rangers can get Because if they take that million pound plus out Then that's 20 grand a week for one year Because an unnamed so you can, and, and down south An unnamed championship club Did bid for them the mm. other day So mm. if Rangers do nothing just now Yeah then he'll go somewhere else just now because Norwich would rather get a little fee in, wouldn't they? Than, yeah, I think the fees for nothing in the summer, you'll, you'll have a much, much bigger competition than you currently will at this moment. There's probably only one or two clubs that would be in competition for Rangers just now, provided, you know, are prepared to pay a million plus transfer fee. Whereas, think, it, whereas in the summer, I think you could have a host of clubs competing with Rangers. Michael Beale has two cups to go after and he cannot give up on the championship it, 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 Of course Celtic Effectively 10 points clear Because of the goal difference But Michael Beale Can't just give up on it So two cups And a league And that's why He's got to get players in Thanks Jim Let's bring in Scott Who's a Rangers fan From Paisley Just listening there To Michael Beale And Todd Cantwell And all all that side of things Scott How do you feel about that? Um, good evening panel I think Todd Cantwell Would be a far decent signing For Rangers 
I missed that. What was that reference to me there? No, I just said well, he's just disappeared. He just changed YouTube. Right, we've got you back, Scott. Sorry, you disappeared Hugh- there. So you were saying, YouTube. You, you've been on YouTube looking at Todd mm-hmm. Cantwell. Yes, uh, he does look like a decent player. Obviously, Rangers do have to strengthen in midfield. Uh, obviously, the injuries with Hadji, Lawrence, and numerous other players. But once you've got Hadji and it takes a Hadji and Lawrence back with Cantwell in there, along with Woodstrom and Jack, you're looking at a decent midfield that could. Possibly When I treble This year? Yeah. Yes 100% oh, Wow mm. Well yeah, uh, you, know, yeah, you have to be realistic Celtic as I say Effectively 10 points clear And they have uh, a, a wonderful midfield Array of talent To choose from as well And they have uh, Excellent attacking players And for Celtic to lose the lead that they have now would be catastrophic. Uh, so, you know, I would rule out a treble. But I think that uh, two cups are there on offer for Michael Beale, and that's why he wants to rejig. It'll be a while before Tom Lawrence plays again, I would have thought, and equally Yanis Hadji, because of the length of time they've been out, and Rangers have to operate in the here and now. There was updates on them. Uh, Today, I'm sure um, Tom Lawrence, I think, is going to be uh, a bit, a bit longer. longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Yanis Hadji certainly getting a bit closer. But Tom Lawrence, not not so mm. much. Um, is that what Rangers? I mean, Scott's mm. all for it. He's been yeah. on YouTube. He thinks it's enough to win a treble. Are you mm. is that the area Rangers? I think it's one of the areas because again, you know, um, Stephen Davis is, is out for the rest of the season as well. Um, so the, you know, there's a, a lot of creativity is went missing. If you look at you know, Hadji's a, a creative player. Davis is Lawrence is a, a real threat and um, you know links up the player really well and had done very well in the very initial part of the, his his Rangers uh, career until they get injured. So I think Todd Cantwell brings a different type of player. You know, he's, he is a player who likes to take the ball, he likes to get at the opponents, he likes to create in the final third. And I think, you know, you've got Lundstrom, you've got Jack, who have different types of players. So I think mm. he complements Rangers better in that front area. A little bit like Tillman in that kind of aspect, although he's got a little bit more experience than Tillman. Yeah, Yanis Hadji's been earmarked for a return in the St. Johnston game at the end uh, of this month. Scott, have you got faith in Michael Beale to... Identify the right targets Whoever they may be Because I know Rangers recruitment's had a bit of stick In recent times Yeah obviously When there was all speculation About Michael Beale And Michael Beale Becoming the manager uh, I came on I said I had every faith in him To do What What he set out to do Is obviously To win as many games And as many trophies As possible But obviously That falls down to recruitment At the same time You need players that can play and win at the same time. It's all right putting 11 men out when it can call. The 11 men that you have to lead and have a drive manager to win games. Yeah, it's such a key part of a managerial role now, maybe more than ever. Jim can certainly talk about that in more detail. Mm-hmm. Hugh, Michael Beale won't be chastised if he can't win the league because no. nine, ten points behind, as you said. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I sort of an early way to to show signs of, of recovery or show positive things that you've done would be to sign good players in this window. Managers get judged all the time by yeah. the level of player they bring in, isn't it? Yeah, as I say, he simply can't sit back and say, well, the league's gone 
he's obliged just to keep on going and see what happens. But the two cups are there. You know, he's 90 minutes away from a cup final. Uh, and the Scottish Cup, you know, Rangers are away to St Johnston. That, that should be eminently winnable for Michael Beale. And another step closer to a second final, perhaps. Uh, so players have to be brought in. I, I do understand what you're saying with Yanis Hadji but there at the end of the month against St Johnston, possibly. But it will take a while for him to get up to speed. And Rangers need to keep their foot to the pedal. They haven't lost a game under Michael Beale. And they have to keep the foot to the pedal in all competitions. Thank you very much, Scott. In Paisley, Celtic fans, Kilmarnock fans, where are you? Because you're first up tomorrow uh, in terms of League Cup semi-finals, Celtic against Kilmarnock. So what are you thinking? What are you thinking about the game specifically? The importance of the League Cup? And if you want to do transfers, let's do that as well. Because Ange Postacoglu has been speaking uh, about Cho Gwe-Sung. He was asked about that. There's obviously talk about Jackie Makis and Juranovic leaving. We'll hear it all and hopefully hear from you next as well. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Jim Duffy, both here, both waiting on your calls. 0141-951-1025. Might be a good time for you Celtic and Kilmarnock fans to get in touch. Preview the game, tell us how you think it'll go, how important the League Cup is, uh, who should play, who shouldn't play. Because here's the thing, Celtic fans, every week you're on just talking about You've got so many options and maybe it doesn't really matter. You've got, you've got so many options. I wonder what your sort of do-or-die team would be, so to speak. It's not a cup final, but it's as close as you get. So, Well, well Derek McInnes throw in Kyle Lafferty. Just oh, yeah, for sure. For Absolutely certain. Uh, certain. From the start, you think? Oh, yeah, without doubt. Mm. He sounded a bit reluctant the other day. Did he not talk? Because mm. bear in mind, he's not been allowed to play any reserve games no. or yeah. bounce games. One after the ban, and he did, He said, um, what was the line? He said, like, you can't wing it against Celtic. It's almost mm. as if, though, uh, he's the big hope. Um, you know, because they're so uninspiring, and that's not entirely Derek McInnes' fault. He's got little to work on or work with. But it's almost as if Kyle Lafferty coming back is the ray of light. Uh, I have no doubt he'll start the game against Celtic Kilmarnock mm. uh, fans what do you think Celtic fans if you want to talk transfers let's do that as well you might be interested in what you're about to hear 01419511025 come on down he Ange Postacoglu was asked about Celtic being linked with Cho Sung the South Korean forward um, but he claims that most of transfer speculation is nonsense you know obviously losing the semi-final you know last wrong clip I'll play the right mm. one this time <laughs> I'm not sure who's linking us, so I don't really know. But, um, you know, links. Look, I think, and I'm not across it all the time, but Ian keeps me abreast. But I reckon around 10% of what's out there at the moment is anywhere close to the truth. Um, And that's not because I think people are deliberately being misleading. It's just that, you know, they get a bit of information from, um, you know, their cousin's barber's neighbour and, you know, it becomes Celtic a link to a certain player. So, you know, from my perspective, again, I don't don't stress about that stuff when we're ready to do business. Uh, I think people have seen in the past that we do it. Uh, we don't do it through the media. We don't do it through speculation. We don't do it with being linked. To me, it's it's pretty straightforward when, uh, you know, if, if, if there's an opportunity there and, and we feel really good about it, we'll we'll move quickly and get it done. That's all well and good. But is Cho Song one of the 10%? <laughs> that's what I, that's what I would be asking. Well, you'd imagine so. Uh, again, it's a case of too much smoke for there not to be a fire somewhere. 
uh, and you know we we think about what's happening here and the speculations here, but in South Korea there will be speculation, and I'm quite sure on Super Scoreboard in Seoul. South Korea, then they're discussing Cho going to Celtic well, tonight. I have no chance of finding out because I don't know any barbers. So there's right. no <laughs> chance of me to be finding out from, from somebody's the barber. South Korean Hugh Keevans, can you <laughs> yeah. imagine? Yeah. I yeah. wonder who that is. Yeah. Um, I, I can see both sides of that. Mm. Ange Postacoglu possibly has been clever there, and he's, you know, a lot of it, because a lot of it is nonsense, but mm. that doesn't mean that this bit, this one is nonsense, because also as mm. Hugh then mentions, this has been going on a while. This has been going on since the World mm, Cup. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And neither does the Jackimakis stuff. Um, whether that's the sort of revolving mm. door where yeah. he leaves and, and Cho enters or not. I think every manager, Gordon, and particularly the big clubs, you know, they, they must get used to this. It's, it's January. It's a transfer window opens. There's this huge speculation. It's part and parcel of football these days. You know, it's the it's it's, it's almost the glamour of football. Um, you know, and it's it's taken on a different level over the last maybe 10 years when we used to get the Jim White with the yellow tie, you know, this kind of stuff, and it was all the Harry Redknapp in the last minute. So everything is 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 is, 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 is entertainment. So as long as it's not over the top and, you know, someone's really going to town on it, then you're always going to get speculation. I don't think it does any harm for clubs at Celtic to be speculating to, you know, about who they're going to bring in. I, I think that... You know, I don't think Ange Postacoglu is too, seems to be too phased by it and uh, seemed to take it relatively lightly. A bit better than Jesse Marks did when he was asked mm. about <laughs> a player yesterday. So I think, I think, yeah, I think that uh, it's just part and parcel of the game now. Uh, Celtic fans, what do you think? Do you want to talk transfers? Now is the time to do it. Please do. Or if you'd rather discuss the game specifically tomorrow, pick up that phone 01419511025. How important is the League Cup to you? You've become synonymous with winning the League Cup in recent seasons. Either it's been part of a treble or like last season it kick-started things for Ange Postacoglu. So how important is the League Cup for you this season, Celtic fans? And how do you see it going tomorrow? Who should play? Pick your team for us. 01419511025. Ange Postacoglu uh, obviously is hoping to go one better than their last game at Hamden. It has been a happy hunting ground, of course. Uh, generally speaking But the last time they were there Beaten by Rangers In the Scottish Cup in April And the manager hoping For a better outcome This weekend You know obviously Losing the semi-final You know last year um, Wasn't a, a, an enjoyable experience For all of us You use it as fuel Because you know you, You've got to You know you can't just Dismiss these things You can't just Put them to one side You know a lot of a lot of Sport is about How you overcome Challenges And um, how you How you overcome you know, things that haven't worked out in the past and how you address that, not ignore it. Use it as fuel, the defeat to, yeah. to Rangers last season here. I think also you use as fuel the fact that the, the League Cup is yours. You won it. You beat Hibs to get it. Uh, and if you don't retain it, then the Rangers fans will say, ah, that's it. They've collapsed. The end of the world is nigh. And uh, Rangers will go on and win the treble. Uh, so all of that stuff will be going on But for me it's perfectly straightforward Celtic in terms of quality Are a world away from Kilmarnock If Celtic don't win tomorrow It is Celtic's fault They will have had the off day to end all off days If they do not beat a team from the bottom six At Hamden With the vast majority of the crowd behind them 
Commander yeah. might use sorry, Commander might use the the Man City Southampton game as a as a, as a kind of an example of what can happen. Or when they you know? beat Celtic to win the League Cup in 2012. Yeah, that, of, course, that was, of course. That was Celtic's fault that day. Mm-hmm. Celtic had the, the the mother and father of all sitters in the mm-hmm. first five minutes of the game, and Gary Hooper missed it, and then they went on their way and never really did enough to win the match. All credit to Kenny Shields and the Kilmarnock players from that time. But again, Celtic wrote their own downfall that day. That's why, for all those reasons Hugh mentioned, whether it is just the the bravado stuff that, I mm. ah, see, they've collapsed, they're not as good. I'm not sure that matters to Ange Postacoglu, mm. but it, in part of forming the, the bigger picture, that's why it, it'll never be up here. Like it's just the League Cup It just mm. never is that People no. still sometimes Throw that around When it suits You know if you've gone yeah, out if, if you've gone out of it um, Yeah people say It's not the most important I think if we're all really honest About ourselves It never really is that up here Yeah I mean no, I think that as you say we, we do associate that As part of a treble And it's part of You know Scottish folklore And, and football um, If you win the treble uh, it's, it's something um, you know, to be proud of, and 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 the, the bigger clubs have to set their stall out to win every trophy. And Celtic, I mean, you hear Callum McGregor's in the newspapers today saying that you know, obviously there's so many different nationalities now, but they, they've, they've, he's got to try and help them embrace the culture of the football club in terms of winning and the style of winning. And and this is the first opportunity to have that, the first trophy, sorry, that they have that uh, as a league cup. So, you know, they have to go about that properly. They have to do their jobs uh, properly and professionally. But Derek McInnes will have his team uh, organised. There's absolutely no doubt about that. They'll have a real structure. They would have probably have learned some of the stuff from last week um, to see whether they can improve upon one or two things. And, and ultimately, I think in a cup competition, you, you probably take a little bit more risk. You know, because, you know, you're either in the final or you're out. So I think you've got to take a, a, a bit more of a risk. So I think, I think Commander will... Uh, sit tight for the first half Try and keep it as close as they can And then I think in the second half They'll probably have a little bit more of a go uh, Let's ask John how he feels John's a Celtic fan Take it away Hi guys Stay for it first I want to make my point Gordon Can I, can I make a point about Kyle Lafferty Starting the press this week And the manager Is going on As if he's the victim in what he's done I think it's totally odd I'm not used to Some of the press stories are Out of, this, out of order So I just would like to put mm. that out there It's terrible That was a racist one The same as the guy Cadella Didn't he uh, Glenn Kamara it was shocking they got a 12 game ban still get, get banned for life this guy's out of order what he's done but his manager's talking about as if oh he's the victim here Yeah, I, I'm not so sure it stretches as far as he was the victim but I think certainly Hugh lots of people pointing out it's worth remembering why he was serving that ban you know, it's, it's not some novelty case of them coming back and a lot of it has been jovial again Derek McInnes didn't mean any harm by it obviously no, but when he's no. talking about the star jumps in front of the office a lot of people think it, it, want to remember why why he's not been available and it should be pointed out that Kilmarnock took action against Kyle Lafferty even before uh, the, the, the SFA mm-hmm. took action against Kyle Lafferty uh, and Derek McInnes will understand the severity of the offence uh, we're not talking about a daft boy we're talking about a 35 year old man and the nature of the offence is just that it is deeply offensive to people so it should not be forgotten what Kyle Lafferty did um, but uh, Derek McInnes was not trying to be disrespectful I think he was just trying to explain how the player feels as he gets the first chance to play in a competitive match for 10 weeks it's a fair point John we're fast mm-hmm. approaching the travel I know you did have another point as well it's up to you if you want to share that or keep going I, I, it's just, I think the more of you and Jim uh, I know 
last week. I thought Kilmarnock had done quite well against us last week, but I think the Mora will actually, the game will be over at half time. I'm, I think the Mora will be three or four men at half time. I think they'll absolutely blitz Kilmarnock the Mora. They'll, they'll finish off at the second half, the way they, they'll come out the way they finished off the second half against Kilmarnock. Just why you think, sure. Well, you, you, you never know with Celtic. Uh, they have the quality. And again, I'm not being disrespectful to Derek McInnes or to Kilmarnock as a club, but Celtic have the quality to win the game comfortably. They have to come out in the proper frame of mind. They have to exhibit the quality. Kyogo, Abada, Jota, O'Reilly, Dyson, whoever, they have to exhibit their quality. And if they do that, there can be only one winner. The... When we point out these things, Jim, it's not about, it's not necessarily even that they're that they're relevant and that they impact tomorrow. It's just a reminder. We mentioned Kilmarnock in the final in twenty twelve. At this stage last season, Celtic took until the seventy third minute. James Forrest mm-hmm. scored against St Johnson, and that was it. It was the only goal of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's that's all it is. It's just worth bearing in mind that it, it's sometimes yeah, not that easy. Listen, that's not to say John's wrong. Might be five 0 at half time. No, listen, it is, but it's, it's rare that semi finals are you know very one sided, and usually they are quite tense affairs because the you know the the, the players know how close they are. Even a team like Celtic, who are that used to it, you know, sometimes the semi finals can be the most nervous game. They actually play better in the finals. They're a wee bit more relaxed, and the, the other team sometimes uptight. But I just think you know, like you says, Celtic should win the match because. Of the the golfing class um, between the teams and the and the golfing resources, but I think Commander, as I said, will have learned from last week's game. I think they, they'll they'll probably tweak one or two things, and I think as I said, they'll try and keep it as tight as they can for as long as they can. The longer they can keep it, even nil nil or one nil, um, then you know Celtic might get a wee bit edgy, and then Derek McInnes might throw on someone like Lafferty if he doesn't start the game. Are there any? Big team selection dilemmas, John, or is that stuff just not that exciting anymore? Because Celtic have options and they make five changes within the game, and you know it's, it's not worth getting upset about. How do you feel? No, I would uh, tomorrow. I would start Abada, Jota, and Kyogo up front. Go for the pace to, to finish Kilmarnock off. That's what I'll go for tomorrow. And I'm, I'm hoping. Would you call it um, Jack and Marcus? I've done. I think it was on last week or at the beginning of the week. Gone. I hope Jack and Marcus stays. I think he deserves a better contract. You know what I mean. So he does, but I think hope he might have a part to play tomorrow as well. But, uh, I, I think they'll have too much firepower, and I'll, I'll stick with Moy tomorrow. I'm Moy, McGregor, and Adati tomorrow. I think that's uh, the, the three they'll go with in the midfield. Yeah, it'd be the one area that you could say has changed pretty quickly, Jim. A few, a few weeks ago, if you'd suggested Matt O'Reilly would um, sit out of a. Cup semi-final I'm yeah. not sure many would have agreed But it's possible now Yeah I think the fact is He's not scored a goal But I think he was a top assist He was a top assist up to last week I'm not yeah, sure He's either first or second, first or second, second I think it yeah. was Ryan Kent I think it was up But I think that he was certainly The top assist up, up until a couple of weeks ago So yeah he's still a very influential player And a top class player But as John said They've got so much quality And strength and depth That you could pick You know another three strikers And, and, and no one could argue And another three midfielders And no one could argue But I, I agree with the, the Giacomacca situation In terms of trying to keep him but I think the player himself mm. wants to play regular football so I think yeah you want you want your salary increased if you can but I think the most important thing for Jack and Max it seems to be that he's not he doesn't feel he's maybe getting a fair crack of the whip in terms of starts um, I think Dyson Maida started four in a row has he for Celtic you know John I, I, didn't I, have him in his, his well, team well you know I'd start Dyson I think that, that Hamden is made for him 
because it's uh, so big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even fancy chasing him he, around. He could just leave you breathless. Um, so I, I would start with him. Sometimes on these uh, occasions, you know, when when Celtic went to Ibrox to play Rangers, Ange Postecoglou picked a team that no one had guessed by putting in James Forrest for a start. I, I just get the notion that initially tomorrow you're going to look at Celtic's team and go, what, eh? It would be a, a, one of Ange Postecoglou's surprise selections, I think. Thank you, John. 0141-951-1025. Great time to call because whilst we are getting the travel, you could be lined up to come on next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You have Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens for company tonight, so get in touch. Let them know what's on your mind. It's a busy old weekend because away from the actual fixtures taking place, the transfer window is almost at its halfway point. We've been hearing from Ange Postacoglu talking about his, what was it, his barber's cousin's yeah. <laughs> sister or something yeah. or other, and speculation. Somebody and, knew somebody's barber. Uh, what can't, can't be trusted. <laughs> um, of course, Chogui Sung, I think, was the subject of that question. There's talk about Giacomakis and Juranovic heading the other way. Michael Beale says he's keeping his cards close to his chest and then never really does, which is great for us because it gives you a little hints as to what uh, might or might not be happening. Spoke there about Todd Cantwell again, so Rangers fans, what are you thinking? And then on the pitch, the small matter of Celtic against Kilmarnock for a place in the League Cup final and then Rangers or Aberdeen to join the winner when they play on Sunday. That doesn't even scratch the surface because there are three big games in the Premiership tomorrow. And one tonight, Hugh Evans. Yeah, Hearts at home to St Mirren. Uh, of course, the sides met at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Very, very good game. One all. Uh, Tynecastle might be a different story. There's a very positive outlook at uh, Hearts' side of Edinburgh at the moment. Um, I think St Mirren might find themselves up against it. Uh, I'd fancy Hearts. There you are, Stephen Robinson. I've done my bit for you. I've tipped Hearts. <laughs> yeah, look, Jim, Hearts are going for it I think mm. you would have to say in the, the yeah. transfer market albeit they've, they've had injuries but making some mm. some on paper what looks like good moves they clearly want to establish themselves as a as the third force mm. and, and, and keep pushing so a home game against St Mirren comes with big expectations but also one that St Mirren will feel they can go and cause a, a yeah, small and I, upset I, I think they, they have to kind of finish third to justify um, their, their spend you know in terms of um, the quality of the players they're bringing in though, I think the Hearts fans are delighted um, obviously, you know, Lauren Shanklin was a huge signing for them, and you know he's he's he's, he's racking in the goals just now, which is brilliant. Um, great to see him back scoring goals again after his spell in uh, in Belgium. Uh, they just signed the young lad, another Australian come into the country. Um, I think on loan from yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, uh, You know, so yeah, I, I think they've had severe injuries, particularly defensively all season. Still got injuries with Halkett uh, missing, um, but I think everybody thought. January window strengthen again get players back fit um, add a little bit of quality they'll definitely finish third and I don't see any reason to, to think that that won't be the case well, let's hear from both managers then home boss Robbie Nielsen followed by Stephen Robinson maybe you are settling down to watch it tonight why not give us a call and let us know how you think it'll go a tough one it was very difficult down there you know different coming to Tynecastle but you know St Murna been a great season so far and I expect it to be a tough game Obviously, we saw them last week. We know what we, we need to do. You know, it's both teams play a kind of similar system, so it's up to us to try and break them down a bit better than we did in the first half. 
players are delivered just about every game we've played this season, you know, we've had a European campaign with last season's Scottish Cup final, season before that Scottish Cup final, so, you know, it's about performing every single week when you're at Hearts, so you can't look too far ahead and say we're going to do X, Y and Z. I absolutely love it. I, honestly, I love going to Tynecastle. It's uh, what, a, what a stadium, the atmosphere. I love going there when I'm not playing other because the food's beautiful. And <laughs> honestly, Anne's doing something right. I love going there. Honestly, it's like a day out. But um, it's listen, it's great. The players, you know, I always enjoyed as a player playing at night time as well. He felt like you more energy. Um, the fans, you know, getting set for the weekend on a Friday night as well. The atmosphere would be brilliant. We'll bring a big crowd across with us as well. So, um, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. We're all very positive. There's been some very good performances for that 45 minutes. Arguably, maybe our best performance of the season against Hearts. So, it's now um, take two and um, see who comes out the winner. Uh, looking forward to that I'll give you some team news I've just got in front of me And the chances of me Being able to shape it up At one glance Is slim Xander Clark obviously in goal You'd be looking at roughly Michael Smith Kai Rowles Toby Sibick New signing James Hill Is in as well there uh, Alex Cochran uh, For Hearts Andy Halliday's back you That's the oh. big news That everyone's been uh, Waiting on He's in there uh, With one of the, the Main performers In recent times um, Robert Snodgrass uh, Barry Mackay Josh Janelli And the goal machine Lawrence Shankland uh, Stuart Grant Keogh Atkinson Devlin Forrest Humphreys Oda And Quall So the two new Other two new signings uh, On the bench I think particularly The Hearts fans Going along Would love to see Garan Quall Off the bench He's that type of player Isn't he Quick winger So um, maybe come on And make an impact As for St Mirren Trevor Carson and goal Gallagher Shaughnessy Taylor Flynn Bacchus O'Hara Gogic Tanzer Grieve And Main On the bench are Minsky Campbell Kenny Reid Taylor Kilty Olusanayar Brophy And Oyunga So Interesting uh, Jim It doesn't seem like It's only a, f- a couple of, well, Maybe a couple of months mm-hmm. ago There was There was a bit of negativity About Hearts Could you mm-hmm. do well To qualify for mm-hmm. Europe and then you find that Europe's tough mm-hmm. and you don't win those games and there you know, then you get criticism, injuries, mm-hmm. league form, but it hasn't taken long for for the table to take a fairly familiar look. Yeah. I I must admit I felt really for, for Robin Nielsen going to those games because you go into Europe, you want to give me your strongest team, your strongest line line up and try and give give it as good a go as you possibly can and that just wasn't the case and hasn't been the case probably for the first half of the season and, and I think they've done remarkably well just to hang in there uh, and, and now you can see um, the quality that is there because they're getting the results the, the performances are there they're getting the ones they're scoring goals I mean you, you mentioned their team tonight and their bench is very strong again so you know listen at the start of the season I really did feel for, for Robbie because I just felt as if he got a lot of unnecessary and, and invalid criticism as far as I was concerned um, but yeah I mean and, and, and you see some of the players that they're saying oh, they want to chase down second place and I like that I like that attitude yeah they, they, they could be a good number of points away but I think that the fact is they're not just wanting to settle for for being third they, you know they've got ambitions to, to push as high as they possibly can um, and, and I, I think that's a, a club that Hearts should be trying to do that do they're third that but carry on sorry they're third but they're 17 points yeah, behind seven. Yeah. so they can forget that did um, you find it Helpful or distracting when you play the team back to back. I'm going to see Celtic and Kilmarnock do it, of course. Yeah, this I mean, listen, there... I've done it a few times over the over the years. You know, you you play. Ah, yeah, it can be it can be a wee bit. You know, you, yeah, listen, it depends where your priority is. Sometimes, you know, if you've got a cup tie and a league game, and you, as you say, if you're if you're mid table for talking seat and you couldn't really go, like like you say, if you're 17 points, you might say a little we'll sacrifice a little bit this game. Mm-hmm. We'll go for the next game. So yeah, I think I think there is 
a little bit of you know um, you know thinking they were going when you're going back to back games. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football. The stakes are high, by the way. It's two all, Ooh. two to the pundits, two to the listeners. So tonight is the beat the pundit decider for the week. Don't let that put you off. Let it inspire you. There are a huge uh, bragging rights up for grabs here 01419511025 Lines close at 7 So if you fancy Beat the Pundit Get in touch And you could be taking on Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy After the news Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here We've got so much on our minds tonight Because we've got a big game actually In the Premiership not too far away Between Hearts and St Mirren Two huge League Cup semi-finals Tomorrow and Sunday Big games in the Premiership A transfer window And a game of this To set us up and running for the second hour Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Good time to get in touch By the way We had a nice wee debate Last night About whether or not The Aberdeen captain Should have said That he would prefer To play against Morelos Because he's not as good As Cholak uh, What do you make of that? It's been updated today Because Jim Goodwin Has had his say on the matter He says it was uh, Regrettable So we'll play you Jim Goodwin's thoughts And you can get yours in After we do Beat the pundit Connor is in the East End tonight How's it going Connor? All good, uh, Gordon. Yourself? All good, thank you. Have you ever played before, Connor? No, play every day in the car, but never on on the radio. I love that. That's what everyone says. How do you do, though? That's the key. Do you do pretty well? I have good days. I have bad days. <laughs> that sounds like all, pretty yeah. much yeah. everyone else, Hugh Evans. <laughs> but it's poised this week, Connor. I must admit, it's two each for the listeners and the pundits. So you could be the decider this week. You up to the challenge? Yeah, yeah, no pressure. Good, good. No pressure at all. Heads, it will be Hugh Evans. Tails, it will be Jim Duffy. And it is heads Hugh against Connor For the week The bragging rights To take into the weekend Hugh I'll give you some Clyde too Turn up nice and loud Connor So that he can't hear us uh, And we'll get your clock ready Since you play every day You will know the rules But just to remind you 30 seconds Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know Okay Yeah Top man 30 seconds On the clock And your time Starts Now Which player left Rangers To join Ajax Earlier this year uh, Calvin Bassett. Who played more league games for Celtic? Gary Mackay, Stephen, or Patrick Roberts? Uh, Pai Roberts. Noah Kenny has joined Ross County on loan from which Scottish club? Uh, five. Which Scottish Premiership side did Owen Coyle end his playing career with in 2007? Uh, Name any of Kilmarnock's top three scorers this season? Uh, Lafferty. Who scored Celtic's only goal the last time they played Rangers in a League Cup final? Uh, Christopher Julian Okay okay. Let's see if we can bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh can you hear us? I can Good Same set of questions to you Ready? Okay Let's go Which player left Rangers To join Ajax Earlier this year? Oh uh, Bassey Who played more league games For Celtic? Gary Mackay Stephen Or Patrick Roberts? Paddy Roberts Noah Kenny Has joined Ross County On loan from which Scottish club? Uh, Hibbs which Scottish Premiership side did Owen Coyle end his playing career with in 2007? St Johnston. Name any of Kilmarnock's three top scorers this season. Um, pass. Who scored Celtic's only goal the last time they played Rangers in a League Cup final? Uh, it was Christopher Julian. What's the verdict, Connor? 
I think he's done me there, hasn't he? Oh, it's never good. It's never good to hear. Let's find out. Calvin Bassey, you both got, mm-hmm. you both got Patrick Roberts nine more league games oh. than Gary Mackay, Stephen. Uh, Noan Kenna has joined Ross County on loan from Hibs. Hugh's been reading up before the show, Connor. He goes one in front. He also, because he's pals with Owen Coyle, he was bound to remember this. Ended his career with St Johnston. Hugh goes two up. Kilmarnock's three top scorers are Daniel Ol- Armstrong, Danny Armstrong, Ollie Shaw, sure. and Ash Taylor from centre right. back. Wow. Um, so none of you got that one. You both knew Christopher Julian. It was quite a. Um, I'm, I'm much spoken about goal yes, on this yes. show in case, just in case you can't remember there was no VAR. Um, but anyway it's a 5 for Hugh and a 3 for you Connor. hard lines Slay goals I suppose you're a Celtic fan Connor. I take it you'll be convinced of a more straightforward day at hand than tomorrow yeah, I'd agree with the four or five minutes half time with the caller ragging with. <laughs> there's confident and there's confident <laughs> half time. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How important is the League Cup to you, Connor? Just thinking back to last season and, and what it did, and of course it's been part of trebles before. How important is it to you? Well, yeah, it is important because it's the first part of the treble, so absolutely it's important. Is that what is? Is it? Is that where it can only obviously be that to? Well, Celtic really recently, yeah. and, and Rangers have designs on on getting back to, to that. Is that where, when Brendan Rodgers came in and, and sort of normalised winning trebles, if you like, yeah. is that is that when that mindset started to set I, in? Because trebles are, should be hard. You know, it shouldn't be that you just think, oh well, step one, I, I, I step one to a treble. <laughs> I don't think Ange Postecoglou would approve of a treble talk. I think Ange Postecoglou simply sees it as. Um, the, the trophy, trophy that Celtic won, yeah, the, the trophy they won last season. You do not give it up without one heck of a fight, and you do not go out to a team from the bottom six at Hamden. Uh, thank you to Connor. Commiserations on beat the pundit. It does mean that the pundits take it for the week three two. Thanks to you, Hugh Keevans. <laughs> He's bashing his imaginary badge in the front <laughs> of his cardigan, which is disturbing. <laughs> it's as disturbing as it sounds. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB uh, Right let's hear from Jim Goodwin Let's set the scene You'll have heard of this Yesterday Anthony Stewart is the Aberdeen captain He's doing a press conference With no disrespect to Anthony Stewart It's not been that exciting Right I think, mm. I think that's the honest appraisal mm. It's just bobbling along With your usual sort of Semi-cliched answers Until he's asked You played against both Ranger strikers, you know, how do they compare? What are the differences? And he says, yeah, you know, I've got differences, and and uh, you know, I've got I've got a player who I think's better than the other one. Well, who is it? And of course, he says, well, I think Cholak's better, and mm-hmm. therefore I'd rather play against Morelos. And everyone gets up and ar- not up in arms, but everyone uh, sort of starts debating it. Last mm-hmm. night, um, what do you think of those comments first and foremost? And what do you make of Jim Goodwin's response? Here it is, Anthony Stewart, man. No disrespect by uh, the remarks that he made. I think they are regrettable. Having spoken to Anthony last night and again this morning, he realises that he probably should have uh, shown a bit more common sense at that particular time. Um, You journalists are quite clever in your approach sometimes, and I think he's allowed himself to get drawn into an area where he should know better. We'll ensure that that kind of remark is not made again. Um, We respect Rangers, but, you know, I... Don't want to spend time talking about the opposition. We've given them a lot of respect during training and the build-up, some of the analysis. But, you know, it's really important that we focus on Aberdeen. I focus on my squad and we look forward to a really important day out on Sunday. I'm just going to sit back because you 
are a journalist You like the drama You don't yeah. see a problem with it You on the other hand Are a football manager And you will see a problem with it So take it away yeah. Let me referee For me the manager's got a cheek Bringing up the press And how they might have Suckered him Onto the punch That's entirely unfair That's disrespectful um, For me The word regrettable Should be applied to what Jim Goodwin said About all of this I think it's regrettable If you're pulling up a player For simply giving his opinion I think if you're Jim Goodwin I go back to the night that uh, Kilmarnock absolutely destroyed Aberdeen and he came out and said we were abysmal from start to finish, we lacked fight, we lacked commitment. Uh, he might have been better keeping some of that for in-house, uh, but no, he chose to come out and slaughter his own players, so was he being disrespectful? Aberdeen used to be a big club, not a big club any longer. They're at fourth in the league, but 29 points behind Celtic Already, How much of this is specifically relevant to whether or not Anthony Stewart should have given his preference between Cholak and Morelos though? You know, Aberdeen are poor and they've lost seven goals to Rangers in the last two meetings of the clubs. They have to take a general view on this particular fixture. It's not about... The fixture on Sunday will... or Yes, on Sunday, will not be decided by... Aberdeen's captain having said that he thinks Morelos is an inferior player to Cholak It's for Aberdeen who were uh, hopeless at Ibrox having taken a one goal lead And who were then hopeless with two minutes to go at Pataudry when they had a 2-1 lead And failed to see the match out Not only was it not a draw, it was a defeat So they have to look at themselves They've had a poor season It's not his point though I know his point He wishes they would look at themselves Rather than discuss who's better Well the guy was asked else. a question You know He's making far too much of it And He has to get Aberdeen right For games against Rangers Because in the last two games Against Rangers They've been hopeless Anthony Stewart included Yeah I think Listen I think Anthony Stewart Can set himself up for a fall That's the thing You know and I think it's just because It's as close to the game If you're in the summer there's not a ball being kicked yet and someone says, who do you think is a better player? You might give an opinion. Yeah, and, and I think no one really bothers too much about that. Uh, but when you're a day away from playing in a semi-final, if, if, if Morella scores, then, you know, uh, you know people are going to, of course, they're going to bring that up straight away. You know, or if Anthony Stewart makes a mistake or whatever happens to be. So I, I just think that in the, the, the modern world in which we live in in terms of um, you know social media and all these sort of things I think that's what Jim Goodwin I think can understand now it's different uh, than, than perhaps a few years ago where it might have just have been um, a headline now as you said uh, Gordon it's getting discussed more and more I'm sure it's on all the variety of social media sites so I think yeah, it'd have been better just to bat it away and say listen you know, really, they're two good players, but we really focus yeah. on ourselves. And you know, we we've got a great opportunity on Sunday to try and get to a cup final. I, I think they just want to try and bat it. Just been better, Hugh. Well, perhaps he's unused to uh, press conference situations. I, I I can certainly believe that he is unaware of Neil Simpson, Ian Durant, all of that. I heard a caller on here last night. Uh, who was certainly very well aware of that uh, and wanted to bring it up. Uh, but Aberdeen will lose to Rangers on Sunday because Aberdeen aren't very good. But is anyone is anyone saying, though, sometimes we, we do this, we make this leap. Anyone who's got a... Jim Duffy's explained it. We had the Aberdeen fan on last night saying he wishes he hadn't said it. He said that every Aberdeen fan he knows, every single one 
also thinks it was a daft thing to say Nobody's saying that Aberdeen will lose the game because he said it I think they're simply saying Could you just have perhaps left it out? Well, I believe that you have 11 professional footballers up against another 11 professional footballers And if their minds are mangled by what Anthony Stewart had to say Then they, they lack the proper professional mm. instincts Because, as I say, there's a gulf between Aberdeen and Rangers And if Aberdeen want to do anything about that then they should have a stronger mm. mentality than to be destroyed by Anthony Stewart mm. saying he thinks is that Cholak's better than Morelos is not maybe telling though that Anthony Stewart accepts he shouldn't have said it what did Anthony Stewart say? well Jim, Jim Goodwin's mm. account obviously we've not spoken mm. to Anthony Stewart again he probably won't speak to him again for a, a few weeks you would imagine I think the but, thing is Gordon in, in football listen we're always looking for headlines as you well know and I, I, that's the reason why you know Hugh's saying about disrespectful to journalists but I don't think he is but you know a, a, a couple of months ago whatever it was Jim Goodwin was very very critical of Ryan Porteous mm. I think he called yeah. him a cheat I think he didn't did, he? he did call him a cheat so you know and then obviously he's making comment for it. yeah but he's making comment on another player so Sometimes, you know, even if you've got experience, even if you are used to media conferences, sometimes you say things with real innocence and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you say things deliberately because you know it's going to um, cause, um, you know, headlines. In this particular case, I think Anthony Stewart probably was quite innocent. Oh, but definitely. But, but, you can tell but, by the tone. You know, because it's a semi-final and because, as you say, there's maybe not been as much... Of the rivalry mentioned between Aberdeen and Rangers, it's maybe gathered yeah. a little bit more steam than it would have perhaps I, I, normally. I get where Jim Goodwin's coming from, but the context of it, it, um, it wasn't per, it wasn't sneaky really. You know, it wasn't it wasn't some big trick. He was just yeah. asked to kind of compare the two, which he did, and yeah. he in his answer said, "You know, I've got one that I think's better than the other." Yeah, I, I obviously laugh. someone said, "Who was it?" As an example, um, and without opening up another debate that we don't need to get into it's just a, a passing example so I won't bother mentioning who it was there was a player this week who was looking ahead to these semi-finals and he spoke about you know I used to go to all the semi-finals and finals yeah. when I was young my dad used to take me I used to go to them all and someone in the press conference Which and what team is supporting <laughs> they just went I'd rather not you know and just move mm. on and, and it's not hard I, to, I to laugh, body swerve that I laugh at the modern day player um, when when they say oh we'll pin that up in the dressing room wall <laughs> if you need things pinned to the dressing room wall you should get yourself another job and then when players a manager loses his job and then the next game they win and they say we'd like to dedicate that to the manager <laughs> no 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 you're a fraud you should have been a better player <laughs> while the manager what was there what has this got to do with Anthony yeah. Stewart I feel like you're now using this as an opportunity to just get all of your <laughs> your moans off your chest I think Gordon over the years I've been asked I mean not just me I'm talking about just because being involved in football who's the most difficult opponent you're playing yeah. against or who's the guy you find it hard and all this kind of stuff and, and you give an opinion and not just always just not the night before the game yeah probably. but not always the best player or whatever somebody that just happened you happen to have a problem with it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, one player was better than another player. And I think, as I said, yeah, we get we get a little bit uptight about people giving opinions. It's just the fact is it's yeah, so close to the game. Yeah, I well, listen, I've, I've said it. I'm 100% glad he said it. We've now milked two nights out of this. So I'm 100% glad he said it. But you've got to also put yourself in Jim Goodwin's shoes. And after all this, Hugh Keevans, Antonio Cholak, he's struggling for Sunday. Oh. So Anthony Stewart will get his wish. Yeah. Well, gets to play against know, uh, having made a career out of saying things and then having to explain myself when it didn't <laughs> happen, uh, then Anthony Stewart is a big boy and he's a professional footballer. He's Aberdeen captain. He, he can just go on with it. And if if 
His words come back and slap him across the kisser Then so be it But part of the feedback from the Aberdeen fans last night Part of it, not all, but part of their argument was This guy's not been very good He's no. been struggling, his form's been poor Would you? Does that add anything to it? No, I don't think so Well no Aberdeen Aberdeen In general in like, I wish he would really just Keep his mouth shut Yeah I know But he's He's, he's, he's making He's making As you say That's the question And he's, he's He's saying about another team I just think As I say That's It's just the timing I think it's yeah. more the timing Than anything else Let's get Paul's take on it Paul's a Rangers fan What's your thoughts Paul? Uh, evening guys Thanks for letting me on tonight Pleasure I'm looking forward to to the semi-final, I mean, the league cup. It's interesting. Years ago, it was seen to be a, a hindrance, but you know these things are, as I said, you know, can get you on the journey, get a treble and whatnot. So, I think it's going to be two cracking games with, with Celtic and Kilmarnock. To be honest, I think Kilmarnock will lie down. Kyle Lafferty coming back for them as well. So, I think we're in for two good games. But my point I, for Aberdeen um, and that, that whole debate, uh, I'm not anti fight with HU. It might take a wee umbrage because I'm going to. <laughs> Contradict what well, kind of go against what he was saying there, but he's saying you know, about pinning us up in the board, the, the dressing room and whatnot. But you no, know, obviously, what Jim Goodwin said about journalism has got Hughes back up, but he's reacted about that because he's defending the, the, his, his career. Um, so I think Morellas will be defending his reputation. That, that's what I'd be doing. You know, if someone criticizes you, it gives you that wee bit an added value to go out and say, Well, I'll put you in your place. Um, I've always been, you no. Know, Historic. I don't. I don't like our team coming out and talking about other other players and whatnot. Particularly in old firm games, I think you keep that in addressing them. Um, so I no, I don't like that type of thing because I think it just gives the team a wee bit more of an increase. So that's an advantage for us. Um, I'm excited because I think Bill has got the team playing really well, uh, really fluid in the middle of the park, um, and it's only getting better because the players are getting more time. They're starting to come back. I know it's a bit unfortunate with Cole out there, but. Um, it could be worse. I mean, look at Graham Potter down in Chelsea. He's having a, a bad time. So I think uh, we're, we're getting there. Um, and hopefully if we get to this final, again, a few more weeks under our belt. And I think I, I think the other half have to think about how Rangers are going to be prepared. Because I said before, the old firm game, if that's what Michael Beale can do by half a team with injuries, and that team, remember, got battered with Celtic a couple of times, we were very, very close to taking maximum points off a strong Celtic team. So... I'll be absolutely looking forward to seeing what Bill can do. The, the incentive for Rangers is they have not won this competition since 2011. So, you know, we're getting on for 12 years since Rangers last won this competition. That's the incentive. The incentive for Michael Beale is to win his first trophy as Rangers manager. All this hoo-ha about Anthony Stewart, you know, I accept it's a talking point. But it should be far from the mm. main talking point yeah, going course. into this game. But is there not such a thing as extra incentive? You know, even if it's one percent, two percent. Gordon Diel was on last night, and he said, if a centre back had said that about him the night before, he would have loved it because it would have just, just whatever it is, even yeah. if it's a half a percent. You flip it the other way. Mm. The night before you play, mm. the striker says, "Oh, I'll be pulling on to Jim Duffy mm. rather than the other guy because I'll have an easier ride against him." You know, you'd be going out the next day thinking, "Okay." 
Yeah, I, I think there's more the fact is that I think he can galvanise the Rangers fans. I mean, Morelos hasn't been anywhere near his best this season. No. Everybody knows that. But I think actually what will help, <laughs> strangely enough, I think the Rangers fans will actually give him more support. So I think if he does anything at all in the first 15, 20 minutes, you, you'll hear the chance there. The first time he shoulder charges Anthony Stewart. Well, the first, I just think the first time he does anything positive, it could be something simple of just holding them off and laying the ball off. But I think you'll get the, you'll get the Alfredo chance. So I think that'll then help him. Uh, in terms of, you know, um, relaxing into the game because he hasn't been at his best. So I, I think there's more to do with the fans rather than the player. I mean, I don't know, Morelos, he, he, he doesn't give me the impression that he would bother that much whether somebody no. says something good or bad about him. But I think the fans getting behind him, giving them that support, I think any player is going, is going mm. to thrive on that, particularly, um, you know, in this, in this type of occasion. You okay. look, at, look at Rangers against Aberdeen in the last two games. Giovanni Van Bronckers to Ibrooks. At his lowest point, his lowest point, and Aberdeen go and goal up. And I remember standing looking at you, Gordon, in this studio that day thinking, oh my. Mm. And then Aberdeen fall apart. And then you get to Michael Beale and Pataudry. And Rangers are 2 1 down, and the Celtic fans are thinking, we could have a 12 point lead tonight at the top of the table. And Aberdeen can't see it out. Mm. I think. I'd rather put the manager in a chair and say, never mind Anthony Stewart, what's wrong with your team and why can't you get them to be better than that? Could you, I mean, would you also, if you were if you were um, Jim Goodwin Aberdeen, look, that that was a disaster that night. You can see it, he's getting his hands on the touchline, but through the passage of time and as you get close to this game, would you not be spinning it to say, look, we are capable of, of beating them or capable of getting something? I, I don't know how he could do that with a straight face. Because the evidence is overwhelming, and oh, it's, it's easier though than you know. If you've lost your last two games five 0 you said, well, "How do we get near them?" But you would be trying. To, you, there must have been some positives within a game that you were minutes away from winning. There must have been. Well, th- th- listen, th- they went four on the bounce, losing them all. Then they played Ross County at Petardry, got a nil nil draw. That was one point from fifteen, and then they're, they're doing cartwheels because they managed to beat St Johnson two nil at Petardry. They're not very good. That's why they'll lose on Sunday. <laughs> Who was doing cartwheels? <laughs> the Aberdeen Where players and fans. <laughs> I, I meta- metaphorically speaking, I think the thing is that like Paul had mentioned and he, he was saying about you know Michael Beale getting progress and uh, you know. You know, taking Celtic and not, you know, he said to have a team in Celtic, you know, drawn. But you can look at it on the other side, you can flip it and say, well, Celtic were probably the poorest. They've probably been in many games and still managed to get a, a, a draw at Ibrox. But from, from, from the Aberdeen perspective, Gordon, I think you're right in some aspects that you do use some of that. You know, particularly, I think the first 25 minutes of the second half, have to, Aberdeen were the strongest side. And it was only in the last 15 minutes or so the Rangers threw everything at it and Scott Arfield obviously made the difference. Yeah, Hugh said that. You know, in that mentality, there's going to be that wee bit of doubt. If they, even if they are one nothing up, that they don't get a similar thing happen to them again. But I think if you're Jim Goodwin, you try and get as many positives from those occasions as you possibly can, and try and give your players as much belief as you can. That's that's your job as a manager to try and give your players the belief that they're good enough to go and compete against Rangers. Thank you, Paul. It takes us up to this really. Fast becoming my favourite part of of the week of of the the show this week. I must admit, I didn't see it coming. I thought this was going to be particular nonsense, um, but I've enjoyed it. I must admit. 
You've been keeping an eye on this, Hugh Evans. Mm. Your colleagues, your esteemed colleagues, D. Ellen Wilson. Dumb and dumber. They've been going head to head in some fitness challenges, Jim Duffy. Yeah, things you I heard, heard the advertise, yeah. Um, and it's all thanks to Factory Weights, Glasgow's premier home and commercial gym equipment supplier. We're giving you £250 to spend down there. And it all revolves around Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson and who wins tonight's fitness challenge. What we do is you call in right now, 0141 951 1025. You have to call before the end of this break. One of you will be represented by Gordon. One of you will be represented by Mark. And whoever wins tonight's fitness challenge wins the £250 for their contestant. It's too all, actually. It's, it's nicely mm-hmm. poised. Yeah, we had some bench good. press. We've had some rowing machine. We've had deadlifts. <laughs> Gordon Dale's recovered from a... I was going to new knee. Yeah, a 2-0 deficit. <laughs> it's too all. So whoever wins tonight will clinch it. Uh, and tonight it's some sort of kettlebell challenge, mm. which I'm sure um, you'll have good fun watching on Twitter. But basically, all you need to do is call us right now, 01419511025, and do it before the end of this break. Taking your calls on Scottish football, 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. Get your calls in to get involved in the football conversation. However, the lines for the competition are closed. So let's crack on quickly, give out some cash, and then get back to the football discussion. I must admit, it's gone better than I thought this week. I oh. thought, what, what are you on about? Gordon DL, Mark Wilson in gym clothes, people need to watch them lifting weights. <laughs> Gordon DL grunting like it, it? as he he's grunting <laughs> as he's picking up the weights. I just thought, no, this is, this is just all wrong for this family <laughs> show. But it's been a big success this week because I think, like everyone, it gets to January. You may be trying to get yourself in a bit of shape, shake off some of that extra weight that you picked up over Christmas. I think I'm the same. I need to get the finger out, but it would be nice to have £250 to spend at Factory Weights, Glasgow's premier home and commercial gym equipment supplier. And that's what's at stake for Kevin and Shots. How's it going, Kevin? I'm not too bad, Gordon. How's yourself? Good, thanks for asking. And James and Blantyre, could you be doing with this cash, James? It would be nice It would be nice at this time or any time uh, Of the year Now Kevin, you are lucky If you want to call it that, to have been through first So you get to choose who represents you Mark Wilson or Gordon Deal. Now bearing in mind, this became a People thought we were taking the mickey here Because you're thinking, hold on a minute, Gordon's in his 60s Mark won the challenge on Monday He won the challenge on Tuesday But Gordon Deal came storming back Wednesday, Thursday And we're now level So tonight's the decider It's a it's a lap around the factory weights showroom with a kettlebell in each hand. Who's going to win it, Kevin? Gordon or Mark? Who do you want? I need to go with Mark Wilson. Needs to go with Mark Wilson, he says. James, you've got the, the dark horse, but he's won the last two nights. I'm quite happy with that. Quite happy with that. Good, right, well, let's find out. I can tell you. The big... doesn't have turned because beat me beat the pond a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's a nightmare, James. You should never admit that. You could just forget that that ever happened. <laughs> uh, I should put the disclaimer in that he was walking around the showroom with the kettlebells in hand before his knee operation. Oh, right, okay. I've not, you know, got him on one leg. Um, so he did it in fourteen point one seconds. Okay, so not bad, I think. Mm. I mean, I don't know how big the showroom is, but it sounds all right to me. And Mark Wilson did it it's in ten, it's ten yards. he's just picked him and that means Kevin you are the winner tonight well done to you Kevin oh brilliant thanks very much James he's beaten you and beat the pundit and he's cost you 250 quid as well (laughs) (laughs) quite right quite right he'll be listening he'll be back tomorrow Mark Wilson wins it for Kevin and Shots and you've got your 250 pounds to spend at factory weights happy with that Kevin 
I'm buzzing for that I could, I could use it well Quite right Kevin Good on you That was Kevin in shots And if you go to Acclyde SSB on Twitter You can see the full video It's like one of those things You know you shouldn't watch it But you can't <laughs> help but look away uh, So head over there At Clyde SSB And you can see it all Taking place You're next Hugh Keevans I normally come in early For programmes as you know But I'm coming in at 5 to 2 tomorrow Because I'm not going to sit And listen to these two <laughs> With sweatbands <laughs> on And you know Tracksuits and boring the back well, side of his, his knee operation. Did you hear all the drama last night? We had his oh, physio yeah, yeah. from the hospital yeah, phoning them, in yeah. the show, and oh, tomorrow's going to be. Who's going to stand for four hours? That's what I want to know. Because last night he was, he was refusing to sit down. I don't know if he was just balancing on one leg with his, <laughs> his knee freshly operated upon. But anyway, we find out a tomorrow. Couple of athletes. I mean, they are mm. athletes. Remember. There are a couple of something <laughs> Yeah exactly I think we move on Before we get ourselves in bother But well done to Kevin and Shots There's still time for you To get involved In tonight's football discussion So please uh, do Let's hear a bit from Motherwell manager Stevie Hamill This is going to be Covering a couple of uh, Reasons this Because he's been speaking about Being disappointed To hear that Alan Burrows Is standing down As the club's CEO But he's also paid tribute To the commitment of the outgoing chief exec And this was earlier on today Motherwell have now signed someone um, But Stevie Hamill was joking Hopefully we'd get more to spend Now that Alan Burrows was on his way out You're disappointed to see him Make that decision Totally understand where he is And where he's coming from um, But yeah disappointed Because I know how much he puts into this I know how much he, the club means to him You know he's very similar to myself In terms of you know He doesn't clock out at Five o'clock and go home And then that's a, that's him for the next day um, He's He's fully invested, he spends every minute of the day, you know, about how he can do better for this club and his commitment to it and any success we've had over his period of time is, you know, he's been a big, big part of that. Just on Alan leaving, that's not going to affect any general transfer business, is it, at all? Hey, no, hopefully it means we can do a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll put on public record my thanks to Alan Burrows for all his help over the years when he was in charge of the press room at uh, Fir Park and when he became chief executive. He was one of the fairy tale stories with regard to Scottish football. He came from what we used to know as the terracing to the boardroom. And uh, that's a great journey. Uh, so whatever he does in, in life from now on, I wish him every success. He will know, Alan Burrows will know, and Stevie Hammer will know that that's not an issue tomorrow. Because this is a major match for Motherwell They could, given the wrong result at home Go joint bottom of the table Goal difference will keep them off the bottom place But they have got to snap out of the run that they have been on They were reasonable going forward against the Hibs last Sunday They were appalling at the back And they can't afford to be appalling in defence tomorrow yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, we wish Alan all the very best. Um, you know, done a tremendous job there at Motherwell. Um, not just in the football side, Gordon, as you well know, but in the community side, the connection between the community, the charitable side, everything that um, you know uh, that, that was involved in Motherwell. Um, you know, they were they were they really um, you know uh, had a real positivity and, and connection with the with the community in the Motherwell uh, area. So I think a lot of those things, I think, will uh, be will be something that people are not aware of. Um, because obviously, like any football club, people are looking at the the performances the, on the pitch. But um, Stevie Hamill, um, as you said, you know they have to get results. That by all accounts, some of the performances have been been good. But uh, as we all know, that uh, that that only lasts so long, and you know they maybe just have to 
batten down hatches and dig out a couple of 1-0 wins and if they can start that against Ross County that'll be a long way to securing their, their status as a, a continued status as a, as a premier, uh, Premiership club I don't know if this has got anything to do with Stevie Hamill's joke there about maybe mm. we'll get a bit more to spend mm. or whatever but Mother will have signed another attacking option tonight mm. Mikel Mandron um, from Gillingham mm. and I suppose this this went on the back of Ollie Crankshaw last night from, from Stockport mm. it's like signings from League 2 Jim you're yeah. obviously you're, or some of our clubs are, are in a certain market very rarely you're going to sign and people are oh, brilliant mm-hmm. he's great I know he's brilliant yeah. he's going to do us a great turn they're, they're calculated risks like Gillingham I've, I've seen people point this out on paper that Gillingham are bottom of League 2 yeah. they think they've scored 7 goals mm-hmm. all season um, but that doesn't have to reflect on Mikel Mandron no. he might have been in a no. bad team and he might come up here and do a turn yeah, he can, have a, he can be a really positive player. If you're in the team that's in the back foot all the time, you might not get a chance to express yourself. So he might be a different type of player. He might, he might have a, a you know a bit of flair, a bit of imagination. He might be a player that the, the previous manager thought he couldn't risk because they're maybe play back to front. Who who knows the styles? But you know, in the past, Motherwell, particularly under Stevie Robinson, um, I, I think they signed a you know a good number of players that no one had heard of, and a lot of them were a, were a real success. I mean, you'll get the odd one. Obviously, they try to bring Louis Moult back didn't work because injuries. I think a couple of years ago again. Or more than a couple of years ago now they brought Ross McCormick back to the club and you know it yeah, didn't work either yeah, yeah it didn't, didn't quite work out so yeah I mean there's no set formula Gordon uh, if they're good players and they can fit into the system that you want to play then you know you know, listen give it a go and Hugh's right though that's a massive game tomorrow isn't it absolutely um, you know Ross County have been struggling um, you know I think they're three points I think away Hugh uh-huh, I think yeah. from, from uh, Dundee United and, and Motherwell but uh, yeah, if they get a win, they put some level in points. Um, as I said, yeah, defensively last week, they were very, very poor, um, Motherwell, so they have to tighten up defensively. Um, I think they still have goals in them. Obviously, these two players seem to be attack-minded players, of, you know, players that play in the final third, the attacking third, so that will definitely give them more options, but they do have to get back to being more resilient at the back. Do you think that would be next? Do you think Motherwell would go for more defensive options in this window if that's two attacking mm-hmm. options already in? Yeah, we think so. Perhaps maybe in midfield, you know, just just to shore up the midfield a little bit, make it a little bit more competitive and a little bit more competitive as well. You know, and I, I think they are open, and I think Stevie Hamill came in with that intention of being on the front foot and try to take the game to the opposition. But I think the reality of how difficult it is um, at this moment in time means that he might just have to sacrifice his principles a little bit, just a little bit, to make things more difficult for the opposition. The truth of the matter is, they are in a battle. The battle is to stay in this division. Motherwell can't afford to drop down a division. No one can in the current financial climate. And there's no point in saying, oh, we've got X number of games left. They're in the battle now. They might be joint bottom of the table come five o'clock tomorrow. So they need to get on with it and they need to have a strong mentality and those that they have signed will need to come in and appreciate the severity of the situation here. Yeah, big game at the bottom half of the table as well, which could have a knock-on effect. Hibs against Dundee United. So we look forward to that in the Premiership and St Johnston Livy. Life after Marvin Bartley at Livy. He'll now be locking horns with you, Jim Duffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll need to get you both in that week, surely. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, and, and, yeah, and is Christ- that a couple of weeks away? That yeah, there'll, well be a, away. there'll be a wee while away now. But I think um, Christoph Berners went in the, into the Livy's and isn't yeah, yeah. for his kind of. 
Uh, I know he's I know he was he was doing a kind of hybrid sort of stuff at Wraith Rovers, you know, when John McGlynn was there. But I think this has given him an opportunity to get involved more in direct coaching. I've met Christoph at a few mm-hmm. games. Uh, I known him um, many years ago at Hearts when he was a young player and again terrific career international player. And I think he'll, you know, I think he seems the type of guy that would be suited to coaching. And uh, you know, David Martindale's done a phenomenal job there, so it's a really good club to to get your first start. Really, we are going to speak to Andy, who's a Rangers fan. Next, number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here in the final part of tonight's show Andy is a Rangers fan Andy, the League Cup has been a a troublesome one for Rangers at times in recent seasons Is is this the campaign that that changes? Well, hopefully Hopefully it is um, I think Mike Wheels has done a good job but nobody can really blame him if he loses the league this year because he's come in he's come in when he came in kind of thing so the Cups are kind of really, I hate to admit it, but it's probably the only thing they can go for now. Does it become a good opportunity to do that then, Andy? You know, like, as we said earlier, I don't think anyone's going to hold it against them if he doesn't claw back a, a nine-point deficit, you know, and win the league. But does the, does this League Cup become a really good opportunity to try and lay down a marker? Kind of like what, you know, Celtic won at Ange Postacoglu's first trophy last season. Is it important Michael Beale does that? It's important they win something this year. If it's a league cup, it's a Scottish cup, or the league. Um, so it's a realistic chance he's a league, uh, the, the cups. Um, but you never know. Things, stranger things have happened, you know. Um, talking about stranger things, my point originally was Mr. Keevans. Now, I'm no longer at a hospital. I'm seven weeks in hospital. I kept me going with the World Cup and Super Scoreboard. Um, Super Scoreboard's always been a champion for Scottish football. Um, but Hugh Keevans tonight annoyed me a wee bit. Uh, because he didn't mention Rangers, right? And I'm not saying... I know he's kind of more of a Celtic man than a Rangers man. I mean, that's beside the point, right? But he never mentioned Rangers, really. It, what he was mentioning, somebody phoned up about the Kamarnock and Celtic game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, if Kamarnock lose the game, if Celtic lose the game, sorry, it, it'll be Celtic's fault, not Kamarnock's. So, I mean, to me, that, that's just missing Scottish football. Any team at any day, on a, especially on a cup game, can win. Right, now we all know Scott, uh, in Scotland, Celtic Rangers are the biggest teams, they've got uh, more money than anybody else and things like that. It doesn't also necessarily mean that they're going to win every, every single game, you know. For him to say, Celtic, if Celtic loses this game, it's no Celtic, it's Celtic's fault, and me playing the toy again for Kermarnock, I think has been really disrespectful for Scottish football. Yeah, he's champion here every week, saying... We need to talk the game up up here and all that. And we need to do this, we need to do that, you know. It's like Brighton's clouded his vision a wee bit. Then <laughs> oh, he loves Brighton. the seagulls. I, we've, been, we've been all round the houses here from Brighton to he's a wee Celtic man and all that. I mean, just get to your question, Andy, and we I'll deal that, with you're it. disrespecting Kilmarnock by no, saying that Celtic... I am, I, I am talking up Scottish football because the best team in Scotland is Celtic. And the best team... At Hamden at five thirty at kickoff time tomorrow night will be Celtic and the golfing quality is there for all to see. You would need to be uh, twisting, distorting the truth to say that that is not mm. the case at kickoff time. The quality throughout that team is immense. That's why they're thirty eight points ahead of Kilmarnock in the league table. If Celtic, yeah, and frequently you hear managers say, in order for us to win. We'll need to bring our A game And they'll really need to have an off day 
Well that's the way Derek McInnes has to approach this game On behalf of Kilmarnock tomorrow I stand by Every word of what I have said Celtic have overwhelming mm. quality There is an incredible gulf In class between the two teams If Celtic manage to muck it up tomorrow It's Celtic's fault I'll meet you in the middle Andy Because if Kilmarnock do win I will make sure Kilmarnock get the credit they deserve Because they will deserve credit But at the same time Is it not just another way As, as Hugh says Of acknowledging That if Celtic are at their best they will win the game And therefore Kilmarnock's only hope Of getting something Is if Celtic Are not at their best Yeah I mean I never said any different And, and there was no He's a journalist uh, Well Is he a journalist still? I don't know if he's retired or not um, It's same as Rangers on Sunday There's still There's no Maybe no as big a gulf Between Aberdeen and Rangers If Aberdeen And it pains me to say But if Aberdeen Beat Rangers on Saturday uh, Sunday Then Aberdeen's the dirt deserved it At no point was there a question in that What statement I've just said All I've said was Hugh Keevans um, Talks up Scottish football Tries to talk up Scottish football And it seems to myself I think English football is boring It really is so boring it's unreal um, It's for watching paint dry so many times So Scottish football uh, uh, To me is the life and soul of football For me, even the World Cup I couldn't wait for Scottish football I've been watching the lower leagues on television any time I could um, in Scotland rather than watch a World Cup game. There you go. Um, but at no point there is a question there. What I'm trying to say is, if Celtic lose tomorrow, aye, fair enough. They've probably no brought their A game. But that doesn't mean it's Kamarnock's fault. It means Kamarnock's played better on the day than Celtic. So they should deserve a bit of credit. It's exactly the same. I'm an Rangers supporter. Exactly the same as the Aberdeen on Sunday. If Aberdeen beat Rangers on Sunday... It means that Rangers have no brought an A game But Aberdeen deserve the credit to beat Rangers I'm now not really sure what we're arguing about Jim I feel like we're <laughs> kind of saying the same thing I would take Andy's point if after the game If Kilmarnock win and we sit here and say Kilmarnock aren't getting any credit for this mm-hmm. That was all Celtic's doing Fine I think, we're, I think we're pretty close to saying yeah. the same thing Yeah, I think, I think yeah, we've all agreed that we will give um, the, you know the, whoever wins the, the deserve praise they get but we also know that uh, you know listen if, uh, if, if any of these results go against either Celtic or Rangers they will be the talking point in the in the in the media. Whoever's covering covering the games, whichever broadcasters are doing it, they will talk about more about the reasons why the bigger teams have lost, rather than perhaps give the the other teams credit. That's all. That, that's always the case. Listen, I've been against uh, bigger teams in the past and felt as if your team didn't get enough credit. But that's just the way it is. You know, they, they, they've got the bigger audiences, the the you know the bigger profiles. But uh, you know, Andy Andy's right. You know, if after the game. Either Aberdeen or Kilmarnock won the match Then I'm sure uh, we'll be more than happy To give them as much praise as, the, as they would deserve Andy you look after yourself Get well soon Sorry to hear you've you've been in hospital Glad to hear that you're hopefully uh, on the mend That was Andy on the line We have kicked off between Hearts and St Mirren Just three or four uh, minutes into that one No goals to tell you about yet um, it's, it's about half of Hearts Australian contingent Are playing I think Kai Rolls is in there um, Davis won't play no, he's on the bench. On the bench. Can, so maybe more of them on the bench, in fact, than they're in the starting eleven. Keanu Bacchus in the St Mirren Bacchus, team. Yeah. Do you think it's getting big audience in Australia? Well, with Aaron Moy Bigger. and Celtic, and, <laughs> and uh, also uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. flattery. And now uh, Hearts have brought in a Japanese player. 
and other people are now thinking you can't just let Ange Postacoglu hoover up all <laughs> the players in Asia uh, so we've got a cosmopolitan league on our hands um, Producer Callum's been very keen to point out though That teams have been signing Japanese players before Celtic It's just that he's tried to forget about the Japanese goalkeeper That Dundee United had Maybe that's why he's, he's left early tonight He doesn't want to discuss it any further um, But I think early stages St Mirren giving it a good go From what we hear, uh, Jim Duffy Yeah, I mean, listen It's a game where I'm not sure if Hearts have lined up a back three as well um, but you know if they have then both teams are playing a similar system I think Hearts generally play a 3-4-3 three, three, and I think um, you know St Mundo playing a 3-4 a th- sorry a 3-5-2 so they're both playing three at the back basically but yeah and they've both got a bit of physicality they've, you know they've got you know big centre backs so I think it will be a competitive match but for me I think the, the biggest difference is that Hearts have got an absolute proven goal scorer in Lauren Shankland whereas St mm. Mirren you know, are still searching for that they've tried Brophy they've tried Curtis May and they've got Grieve in tonight they don't have a natural goal scorer what Hearts do and also have the other options as well um, as you mentioned with our new signings well it's another week another couple of millimetres of growth in Andy Halliday's thatch by <laughs> the, the sounds of things so that's good we'll keep an eye on that I know that's the big update you're all looking for from Hearts <laughs> games every week as this goes on but just before we do round off Hugh talk to us first about the Premiership tomorrow what's at stake there well obviously the game of the day in the Premiership is at Fir Park Motherwell against Ross County Motherwell need a visible sign of improvement and if they could beat Ross County and go six points away from Malky Mackay's team then that's a major psychological lift Uh, Livy minus Marvin Bartley away to St Johnston but Livy just go about their business Davy Martindale is a phenomenon Uh, And I wouldn't rule them out in Perth. We have Lee Johnson, who got a great result at Motherwell last weekend, who was under pressure. You cannot lose the number of games that Lee was losing and not be under pressure. Now, in front of his own people at Easter Road and against a Dundee United team who've toiled all season long, he has to build on that. So there's an incentive for all the managers in each of those three games. And then, the small matter... Half five kickoff and then three o'clock on Sunday. Mm. Doesn't really suit us on Clyde One Super no, Scoreboard, no. I must admit, to be purely selfish about the full thing. Um, but my goodness, two massive fixtures. If it's not a Celtic Rangers final, you can have my wife's car. <laughs> your predictions are rubbish. <laughs> and then how would you get to work away from your predictions, though? It's ah, coming so the much, old Caledonian McBrain. So much at stake, though, isn't there? Yeah, she's pony. <laughs> um, you know, as I say, Ange Postacoglu. And Callum McGregor will be making the point that Celtic worked hard to win this trophy last season. You don't give it up without a tremendous fight. And Rangers need a trophy for Michael Beale to say, I was the right man all along. Yeah, I think from Celtic's point of view, you've got the, you know, the, still got the new signings like Alistair Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, like, like to, you know, the, the, the new boys coming in, the water and, and various guys like that. They want to win a trophy. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, and this is. You know, a close step to see if they can achieve that, but they have to get past, which I think will be a difficult tie against Kilmarnock. Um, the Rangers Aberdeen one, I think, will be feisty. I do think it'll be feisty, but I still think it will be a Celtic Rangers Cup final in a few weeks' time. A great weekend ahead. We're already underway. Hearts nil, St Mirren nil. We'll find out what happens between now and the end of the evening. Then tomorrow, all about those three big Premiership games, one of the semi finals. 
And we complete the final lineup on Sunday. So make sure you join us at two o'clock tomorrow. Hugh Keevans will be back, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL alongside him. And in the meantime, George Bowie's up next GBX anthems for your Friday night. <laughs>